Let's talk football. Let's talk some football. Wrap the agenda real quick, or just jump into it. Just jump into the agenda. This is we're doing segments this pod, so there's going to be multiple different guests on this one. It's a yep. real, it's a real merry-go-round of uh, of guests. Keeping it fresh, but we're starting with just some straight up league chatter. Yeah. What's going on in the league? What's Scuttle the buzz? Let's what's talk the, about it. Let's. What's going on? What's going on? So, so I've got a really good finger on the pulse. Uh, I am probably the only person in the league who texted with basically every single franchise this week. Big pulse guy. Last three days as we are looking to trade CMC and maybe take our franchise in a different direction. And let me tell you, if I can come up with one word to describe the pulse of the league, it's petrified. Petrified? Petrified. First I was afraid I was petrified. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone I was talking to is scared about where they are, it feels like. Scared of their own shadow. They're not wanting to buy. They're not wanting to sell. They're not sure where they stand. They feel good. They feel bad. They're generally kind of just like scared. It's really interesting. And it makes trading difficult. Really? Even teams that you would expect would be buyers or sellers very I don't want to throw anyone under the exactly I don't want to throw anyone under the bus because you know those conversations are private but there was multiple teams I spoke with where I was like oh this team is good and built to win now and definitely going to be down to be buying even in week four you know as we approach week four here and it's early they were not yeah they were not in on that which is like you know fine I was just surprised by it (coughs) yeah I mean it's early to be Talking about the C, I'm very excited about this for a, uh, a high-profile stud like CMC to hit the trade block because we're you know we're nearing 1.5 years into this dynasty and we really haven't had a team hit the reset button in like a dramatic way. Like that no. has not happened. We've seen teams go all in. We haven't seen somebody truly, truly, truly hit the reset button. You could argue we tried it with Zeke a little bit last year, the end of the year. But CMC is a better, bigger, better asset than Zeke was. Yeah, and I cannot get a a Zeke level offer at all. Like you got good pieces, even at the time. Like Waddle hadn't broken out yet, but he was like a good young receiver. Like yeah. I don't have that on the board. Like that level guy is off limits of every team I've spoken to. And, and that, <laughs> that might like, just what be. What am I going to do here? Yeah. That might just be a timing thing, honestly. Like, yeah, no, it, it probably is. It's interesting. I, I thought there. I mean, it is early, so maybe that's it. But I, I just found that interesting. I think people are uh, people are walking on eggshells right now, so I mean, that's fun. Last yeah. year, also, we were kind of buyers and sellers, but like week five, we were like three and two, and Danny and I traded yeah. our first for Jacobs, which, you know, yeah, it's a buy move. Not yeah, it's a buying move. Uh, you know, a first for Jacobs is. You know, you you would expect more than a first for CMC, but that that totally backfired, and we totally we missed the playoffs. And you know, Jacobs was solid; he was pretty good, but we missed the playoffs. So that pick was awesome, and I think that's definitely the downside to trading like picks at least this early. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. Um, should we talk playoff teams? I mean, yeah. Let's take let's fire up the standings here and see if anything jumps out to us. You have the list we had last time, the six we had last time we did this a couple weeks ago. See if see if anything's changed. I feel like that's a good structure. I mean, for one, I know we both had uh, we both had fuck sleeper in there. They're in second place, two and one. Yes, we both. I mean, yeah, we both. That's probably 
That's going to stay. That's absolutely staying for me. Uh, they're in second place. Look, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Danny and I are in first place, baby. Yep. You guys are having a couple big weeks in a row. Big Looking weeks good. in a row, and even the week we lost, we had good points. That's why we're in first. Yep. Nobody, you guys are first in points four. Nobody's 3-0, and and nobody's 0-3, right? Correct. Yeah, so it's really tight. I mean, yeah, and, and that I mean, I guess that explains the part yeah. of what we were talking about about the Petra. Every, everyone's a game out of first. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's three weeks. You could be in the last place now, yeah. and in week seven, you could have a you know a three game lead on first place potentially. Yeah, for sure. So it's uh, super. Do you have high. yourself in now? Or are you putting yourself in as a playoff team? Great question. Uh, it's going to be close. I'm. I mean, I, I think I'm going to do it. Uh, I think. I like where you're at as well. I like the way things are trending, you know. Yeah, it's funny because I do think actually like in a couple weeks there's a world where you're you're the perfect team to buy someone like CMC because you're deep and not necessarily like you don't have that one – not saying that that is CMC, but the one like guy who's projected 20 points a game type of guy. You've got like 10 guys who are like 16 and you could turn you know two of those into one of those big boys. Like you're well positioned for that. Obviously, it's early to do such a thing, but it is interesting that that's that's working right now. Hey, you've got my number, man. We should keep in touch, dude. Let's talk, dude. Let's text. Let's talk. Help me help you, man. Dude, let's talk. All right. Well, maybe we'll make a live deal on the pod someday. <laughs> oh yeah, I think if we're gonna do a big trade like that, we should just execute it live on the pod. I love it. There's a world where we won't be friends by the end of, by, by by the time that finishes, but I'm down to try. <laughs> Yeah, there is that world. Um, what else do we have here? I mean, we're going to get to this in a little more detail in a few minutes here, but Dos Hermanos, third place. Everybody had this team dead last. Um, yeah. And what, they were last last year, and big start. Two and one, a lot of points for exciting stuff there. Any yeah, comments? I don't want to get into it too much because that's where we're headed in our next segment, but I am happy that they're looking as frisky as they are. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Uh, some exciting trends of players on that team. Part of the other interesting things are like coming up in later segments. So it's kind of tough right now because I don't want to dive all the way into them. We, we, we might um, get to this one a little bit too, but just here at the bottom, looking at the three teams at the bottom or so, uh, Bringing sexy back Tim's team, Tim and Connor. Uh, you know, this was, I think, a team that kind of punted on this year with Deshaun Watson and yeah. is not putting up many points and is in last place. And I think if I had to redo my projections, I'd probably put them in last at this point. Yeah, I think this team was headed for last as well. Um, I was all over that Deshaun thing being a bad use of money. I was like one of the very few Let's things. Pump I got the brakes there. It might be a good use of money still. Well, I mean, they're punting on two seasons because of it, I guess, is my point. But like, yeah, but that, if they win two championships here, three and four. Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, like, in, in, in a vacuum, I don't think they were trying to punt on two straight seasons based on that. Like, he missed two full fantasy seasons, basically. That's crazy. And, and anyway, not to rehash that. I think that's where they're, they're, they're headed for the bottom. And I think they're going to be well-positioned in the future, honestly. Oh, yeah, they've got, they've got two first this year. Treasure chest. Here, treasure two the chest. following. And then uh, the ever-sensitive subject of Smelly Pits, uh, yeah. which has been rebranded to Pits That Was Promised, which yeah, does not roll off the top. Yeah, they want the Pits That Was Promised, I guess? 
Uh, they, it seems like they feel like they got a raw deal on that $183 for uh, Kyle Pitts. Move him then, tough guys. Move him. Pitts for CMC. Who says no? Dude, they probably do. Throw in Gesicki. Throw in Gesicki. Yeah, I'll throw him in, dude. He's a thousand. Throw him in. I, uh, I think we had them still in our playoff projection last time. Yep. And I'm feeling less good about that now. Sorry, did we? I mean, oh, we I did our we, last I, pod after week one. So last, after week one, last exactly. Got hurt, yeah. I think they were our last one in. Yeah. So, yeah, we did miss the pod last week with uh, busy schedules and stuff, but... Um, I think I might be punting them for you right now and, and, and leaving most of the rest the same. Well, yeah, the Trey Lance, you know, out for the season... That hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Hadn't happened yet. That's a huge swing. Also, obviously, Dak being out. And then a back-breaking loss on Sunday night to to Tim. <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy G just didn't get one more point. Well, did you see the way it happened? How specifically? He, no, I didn't. So I think he needed like nine-ish points going yeah. into Sunday night from Jimmy G. And basically, yeah. as I understand, I, I didn't follow it the whole time, but apparently Jimmy G got the nine, got above the threshold where Chad was winning. Chad and Sice wow. were winning. Fumbled. So he goes back under, losing. Regains it. And then throws a pick and comes back under. So, oh my god, I did not see that. Yeah, that is incredible. That's tough. I mean, look, sometimes you lace them up too tight. Like, like we never talk about that. Like, are your laces tight enough? Oh, you think this was a? I think they over. I think it were over tight. Too tight. And and that's this is what can happen. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, we'll have to get them on. I, I, uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about league status, playoff teams, any big swings? Yeah, I mean, it looks like we were pretty off on our projections if we ended the season today. Well, I was the most right about anything, saying that we were going to be dead wrong on week one pod, uh, on the preview yeah. pod about the playoff teams, just like we were the year before. So I think I should get points for calling that out. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. I have one more thing. Yeah. Waivers. Oh, the waivers are barren. You know I love the waivers. It's barren, dude. Um, barren wasteland. So we talked the week one, the whole... Like Rex, Moses in the desert. Rex Burkhead thing. There. Warm body Rex Burkhead. We were right on that. We sold that. Sold that. You know, Rex Burkhead, not good. Stinks. Week two, I'm looking at the waivers. Marlon Mack, $5. Daryl Williams, $5. Conklin, which... There was only one bid on, but looking like a steal. He's tight end three right now for the Jets. Kind of wish put in a bid for him. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, come on. You're out here adding Sam Darnold, Minshew, uh, Chase Daniel. And, you know, uh, I don't own Chase Daniel anymore. That was purely because Herbert was hurt. You know, just getting frisky in there. Had an open slot. Yeah, Darnold. I was just like, he's 26. He's on the IR. I have an IR open. Just throw him in there. Why not? This week, uh, $5 again was the highest bid, Richie James, which, like, honestly, I think Richie James should have went for more than $5. I didn't put in a bid, but dude's the number one receiver on the Giants right now. Yeah, I mean, like, that doesn't really mean much. Like, the Giants stink. Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi, $3, love that. Brian, Brian Hoyer. He's not even the backup. Hoyer, $2. 
Yeah, I mean, this is like your paradise. These guys are garbage. And, uh, you know, I have a bone to pick. Backpack Mac still sitting on waivers. What Dude, is it's happening? amazing. It's He's like, so good. There's even, Everyone in the fucking league is an Eagles fan. They know this is fraudulent. Uh, not everybody's an Eagles fan. I, I just mean, like, most of the owners have new Mac Collins better than the average person and know that this is nonsense. By the time this podcast gets posted online, I hope Backpack Mac Collins is not on waivers because he is too good to be on waivers. He had, like, 700 career yards going into this past week. Did you watch him? He had a quarter of his yardage in his career. It's like his sixth year. Did you see the catches he was making? Yeah, I've always been a kind of a believer, to be honest. Yeah, he looks great, dude. He yeah. looks awesome. I wish I have like an IR thing going on right now, but I would love to add him. I, I know, me too. And uh, I'm absolutely shocked that no waiver bids were placed for him. And after waivers process, nobody added him after they see he's free. So I think it's pretty obvious, obviously fraudulent, though. Like I don't know. Like Devontae Adams is not doing much. He's going. He's getting those targets. Like, is that going to continue? Not saying that people shouldn't throw a bid in. Like, like other worse people have gotten bids, but it's just like backpack Mac. His thing is he wears a backpack. Like, come on, Mac Collins or uh, or Rex Burkhead. Well, yeah, like RB is so much more difficult yeah, that he's right, more. Right, don't get it. Don't get into it. It's fine. <laughs> It's a bad question. It's a bad question. I'm just messing around here. I just, I yeah. No, it is surprising. I was surprised by that as well. I thought for sure he would be snagged. I thought I honestly thought there would be like a forty dollar Matt Collins bid. Oh, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I thought Richie James was more likely to get a big a big money thing. Yeah, sure. I didn't throw one in. We were going to throw one in for like three bucks. I'm like, there's no way that does it. Like, not yeah. why even bother? All right, I think that's it for this segment. I picked up C Ray, dude. Oh, that was you. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to drop him, but I just wanted the emotions of it. I wanted the emotions of it. That's awesome. Um, you would. I mean, that's great for you because Swift is out and you have uh, yeah. Jamal Williams. So you, you've got that, that whole backfield besides the, the one guy that you have. The one that you want. <laughs> Although Jamal Williams, honestly. Dude, he's fucking he's sick. pretty and we awesome, yeah. We haven't played him once yet. Perfect. Right on schedule. We are tight, dude. We are tight. Dude, what are you drinking? Are you drinking a box of what? What is it's, that a box uh, of? It's an electrolyte drink. Oh, it's electrolyte. Called, it's Steel. What's up, Rainy? Yeah. What's up, Rayman? Hey, can you guys hear me? We sure can. Loud and clear. Cool. What's going on, Bruce Brothers? Dude, not much. Just talking some football. What are you guys, uh, what are you guys seeing out there right now? It's... What? uh. It's pretty nuts. We're seeing Dos Hermanos in third place is what we're seeing. Looking frisky. Um, it seemed like the theme this week was everyone had a lot of big uh, big producers on their bench. Kevin, uh, Devonta. Yes. We, ha- we had Gage and Herbert. Ari, I don't know if you had anyone big Yeah, on Jamal bench. Williams on my bench with 25. Yeah, it seemed like no one got that one right. Yeah, that's early week shit, early season shit. Have you guys changed your tune on uh, Dos Herb Manos? I think we're yes. we're coming around to not that not being the last place team. Yeah, definitely not last place. <laughs> definitely not what? last place. Honestly, yeah, you're frisky, dude. How, yeah. what, do, what, what do you think about your team? What do you, how are you feeling? Um, momentum, momentum. Uh, it really seems to be in our favor right now, and uh, 
I mean, the luck factor is kind of working for us. We've had some matchups where we've been able to beat the opponent where I think we would have been blown out by some other teams. And so uh, we like what we have. It's kind of a rebuild year, but like we're still we're still gunning for it. We want to be competitive. Can I ask a question here? Looking back a year ago, if we just extrapolate rookies and pretend we did a rookie draft last year as part of the auction, if you look at the rookies you guys took uh, last year, We've got basically in like round one, quote unquote, of value, Trey Sermon, Terrace Marshall, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, obviously great value, but like awful luck with Terrace Marshall and Trey Sermon, who people love going into the season. This year, it looks like the total opposite. You got Brees Hall, Dotson, Kenny Pickett, who all looking like great values. Did you guys change anything in your scouting department? Well, so it's funny you actually say that, Kevin, because I think this is a great example of how you have no idea what's going to happen. And what I say is, so we we were obviously um, thinking of some strategy before the draft last year, and Sean had this great idea of how a couple teams generally just don't have big producers. Like their franchises are kind of duds. Let's just avoid them. And it was the Jets and the Jaguars. And I think what he was talking about there was Trevor Lawrence a little bit. Uh, you had Wilson coming out of the Jets. But just in general, they'd been a mess. And so I was listening to podcasts, and obviously the narratives were building on guys. And my, I remember, like, this was maybe three days before the draft, but I, I like, we're talking on the phone, and I was like, hey, man, I think the move is to fade all Bengals. That team's going to stink this year. Nice. <laughs> what? I mean – between Joe Burrow coming off the knee, uh, you had Jamar Chase not able to catch anything. Uh, there was just everything was building against them, and I just bought into the narrative. I was like, you know what? I think I want to fade the Bengals. That that franchise is always a mess. I'm not buying it. Um, I don't think it mattered too much in terms of our strategy because those guys were out of what we wanted. But like, I thought that team was going to be a bottom team, and they were in the Super Bowl. It just shows you how like how nuts football is. Yep. Or just how wrong I am. No, we're all – well, that's what I've been saying on this pod is like every prediction we've been making, like our first pod of the year every year, we do the playoff teams and we get like half right maybe. Like we don't know what's going on, dude. We're uh, just out here fucking around. The Burrow, point, the Burrow point is great. Like, yeah, inexperienced quarterback coming off an ACL battle line. Like yeah. that – and that team was a shocker going to the Super Bowl. Like, uh, like multiple upsets along the way. The chase what? thing was just an example of like too much preseason news circuit like getting into people's totally. heads. Like, well, and I love the Terrace sad. Marshall and the Trey Sermon thing because that those were like heralded picks when you made them by everybody. Like not just us. Like the like the the, the analysts, the smart people were like everyone was in on Terrace Marshall, everyone was in on Trey Sermon, and then nobody was fucking right. Those guys are most likely going to be on waivers soon. They should They're, be, honestly. Trey I Sermon remember being so be upset that I didn't get Terrace Marshall in the office. <laughs> I was, like, actually upset about it. I probably asked to trade him, trade with it's, you for him after. It's so funny. Kevin, to bring it back, though, there wasn't too much of a change in strategy this year. It was more, like, pretty reliant on the rankings. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, not getting cute, going with Brees. Because we, yeah. I don't think that's where our advantage is. Uh, and so there isn't – I think it's just we got a little lucky. And, I mean, I, I'd say the luckiest would be Cortland Sutton. He's good. Well, getting Russ traded there is a big swing yeah. in his value. Right? And that, that was, like, kind of 
part of our thought, not Russ per se, but like he could get a quarterback or he could be moved. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers so. was rumored to go there. So, um, Steve, your prize possession, Justin Herbert. Yes. As you know, he's got a rib injury. As you know, he became a starter because of the Tyrod Taylor rib injury from last year, Ooh, right? Yeah. The doctor almost killed him or whatever. Two years ago. Accidentally, two years ago. Are you worried that the same doctor is working on Justin Herbert's ribs? Where are you? Scale of one to ten, ten being the most worried. <laughs> well, now I am. Oh, you were tracking it like that? No, but that that makes that it explains why he's out there playing. Yeah, he's right, like, exactly. He's like, it explains why he's out there with a minute left down thirty and he's still hucking the ball. Fucking stupid. Yeah, I'd be I'd be like an eight out of ten probably. Go at uh, Easton Easton Stick, I believe is the backup there. <laughs> You're gonna to want to snag him. You might want to what snatch a, him. What okay. about then, Mac Jones? That play, that was pretty. Yeah, Mac Jones stinks. He's headed for that anyway. You think you think Zappy is the future? <laughs> I I think I think Mac Jones. When stinks. you when you listen to this, uh, about ten minutes ago, I was just hyping the the Zappy ad up. So uh, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be happy to hear that. <laughs> right on. Zappy is a good name. Is it Bailey? Bailey Zappi. That's a good name. I'm in on that. He had 62 touchdowns at Western Kentucky last year. Is that is that good or is that's, that just like a normal good. season that's for good. Western Kentucky? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I could just be a regular season there. Do you want me to pretend like I know? I <laughs> hey, I'd rather if you did. Uh, okay, here's another question I've got for you that I'm dying to just dying to know. I've been holding it in for days. How did you know to play Khalil Herbert last week? You had multiple options. From what I could tell, David Montgomery was not, like, coming in with a limitation, necessarily. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. Didn't you? No. He was on our bench. Bad question, Ari. Do better research. (laughs) Dude, I'm pretty sure he was in your lineup, no? No, 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 because we... He scored um, like 30 points. I thought he was in your lineup, in your flat. No, I know. I think he I, would I know if it was in, in his lineup, Ari. Yeah, that's well, true. I must look the wrong thing. Well, well then no, that the, is the bad Probably in his lineup now. The thing yeah. Of, the thing well, that was, was interesting the about it was, like, there was so much interest in him going into the season. And then seeing he was behind Montgomery, I was, was kind of like, like, and he wasn't doing anything against the Packers. He put up maybe a couple points. I think we had him in the lineup against the Packers. But it was kind of like, where's all this hype from? Like, why is... Why is Link all over Herbert? Like, back off, man. Wait, did you have in your lineup a different week? I think the week before we might have because of a matchup. Um, oh, maybe that's what I was looking at. Link but was so, all over Herbert? I think we got, like, one or two trades from him. I'm just – I think he was the most recent one, so that's why I'm using it as an example. Um, and uh, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, maybe there's something here. And then after the first two weeks, it's kind of like, uh, who knows? This is just another gamble. And then, whoa. Like, do you guys think that guy's for real? Dude, he's good. He's better than Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, I he like looks – it's about volume. Like, you don't have to be that – like, as long he as you're not bad. It's one of those oh, okay. weird well, things. I don't know how much I'd buy it where it's like, oh, the new coaching staff didn't draft this guy in, like, Montgomery. So, it's like they feel no attachment. Like, I don't buy that stuff, and that's what people are saying. But he might just be, like, better than Montgomery. I think he's just better at this point. Yeah. Speaking of coaching staffs, I have a question for you guys. Am I allowed to do that? 
Well, sure. Well, as long as it's better than my my question that I just asked you. What is with all of these sub forty year old coaches? Like mm. in no no other industry do people get that type of responsibility at that kind of age, um, for the most part. And like it's now the norm. Like if your franchise is is upside down, just go grab a kid, throw him in the pool. I think it's a looks thing. I think you want you want a young, hot guy on the sidelines to fire your team up. It's got to be that. I think it's a tech <laughs> thing. The old guys don't know the tech. Oh, the tablets? <laughs> yeah, the, the Microsoft Surface Pro. They can't work it. They can't work it? I don't know. I'm looking just, over there at Andy Reid and it's like, oh, dude, like, ah, man, like, can you even get through this game right now? Like, you're, you're, I don't feel good about that. Look over at Sean McVay. It's like someone has to hold him back. He's so juiced up. He's ready to get on the field. Like, that would make me excited. Sean McVay is a problem. I'm with Randy. We need more old guys. We need more Chan Gailey's out there. Oh, dude. No way. Those guys are ruining the game. Your time is past. I'm thinking more along the lines of I go into my boss and I say, hey, man, put me in, coach. Look at Sirianni. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I think you should do that. Um, and then I, uh, get, a legend. To, get told to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what, yeah, what's happening? Um, what's happening, uh, before I jumped on the pod, what's going on? We were just talking playoff teams, state of the league. How many people are not interested in trading a big trade right now? That sort of thing. Yeah. But, are you talk? are you talking about, uh, CMC? CMC? Yeah. Yeah. People are not ready to buy. It wasn't even about him. It's just like people are like, I don't want to. I don't want to push my chips in right now. It's like, all right. Like teams, I would expect to have wanted to do that. You're probably just early, right? Early. That's what we think. Yeah. Reed, can you talk to me about Kenny Pickett? I want to hear some Kenny Pickett stuff. Like some people thought that was a uh, in the rookie draft, kind of like a little bit of a reach, given you guys have some QBs. And uh, you obviously nailed the Dotson pick and the Brees Hall pick. It's looking. But talk to me about Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Uh, I got to give credit to Sean there a little bit. I know he was doing a lot of uh, uh, just kind of a uh, um, opportunity cost analysis, per se, in a sense that, like, uh, mm. we didn't love the guys there in terms of, like, it was kind of a gamble if how they would kind of uh, um, produce. And – he felt like a little bit more of a sure thing seeing that we already had a couple of earlier picks. Like, um, why not grab like a sure thing asset and just not waste this one. Um, and like quarterbacks in our league are just really valuable. And so nothing, like I couldn't tell you anything about Kenny Pickett, um, in terms of his skill. No, does he? But didn't legendary small hands. Really? Yeah. Burrow had small hands too, but his are even smaller. Wow, is that um, predictive? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cold weather places. But hey, you know, I'm sure he's not worse than Mitch Trubisky. Like, totally right. There's no way. The, the big thing he's got like these double jointed fingers, though, or something that apparently is like. The reason is small hands allow him to firmly grasp and throw a football. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he well, can throw a football. We've seen he's capable of holding the ball. We've seen him throw a college football, which is smaller. We've seen him throw an NFL. He's got webbed hands. Yeah. Yeah, he's got webbed hands, webbed feet. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Kenny Pickett? I think it's a little alarming that he can't get this job right now. Mitch looks fucking terrible, and that team has skill and talent. And if they're not think- seeing what they need to see from Kenny Pickett to give him the job, I'm a little concerned. It could be some stubborn Mike Tomlin shit, yeah. but I'm just like, what's would, going on there? I would say relax. It's been three weeks, and like... <laughs> Have you been watching fucking Mitch Trubisky, dude? Yeah, he's awful. It's going to go on for like one or two more weeks, and then it's going to be the Kenny Pickett show. We'll see. I'm just like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that's a little concerning. It's been three weeks. It'll be not red. It's not. It's not a five alarm fire, but it's like I'm paying attention to that. There's a little smoke there. The Steelers are stubborn. He's stubborn. They've had three head coaches since 1969. They don't. If Kenny Pickett was lighting it up, do you think that's wild? Isn't that a crazy stat? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> three head coaches like all those coaches have been good so that's why they are stubborn with that coach because the coach was having success like they're not having success right now they're not do you know who's had the yeah. most do you know who has the, who's had the most head coaches since 1969 um AFC or NFC AFC Jets. It's easy. No, not the Jets. Easier to Jags. Know. No, they haven't been around that long. Mm. It's the Browns. Oh, the Browns. No. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, or, or, sorry. Well, the Browns and Steelers were playing on Thursday night. That's the only reason I know this. Right. And I said, three coaches for the Steelers. And for the Browns, it may have even been since, like, the 90s. I don't know if it's since 69 or 90s, but they've had 22 or something. And yeah, uh, I feel like they've had that many in our lifetime. Yeah, and uh, that's the most in the NFL over that yeah. period of time. Wow. Wild. Uh, all right. What else we got for uh, for Steven here, Kev? Do you, are you guys open to talking about the wise guys or no? Uh, yes. yes. The, wise, yeah, the sure. wise guys crosses over enough with our audience for us to allow it. What um? What happened, guys? We're both eliminated, yeah, right? Talk about that. Yeah. Kevin, I feel kind of bad that uh, – um, I said you were risk seeking. Yeah, and we then, like talked about this the day before, and then I got knocked out. It's it's like one it, of those things where if you you got to get some early wins, or else you're like you're, you could be out really quickly. Like we were. I don't know. I guess I guess we don't have to talk about ourselves. What about what that guy is doing in first place? Is that sustainable? What's he doing? Just winning all his bets. I, I think he's. I think he's won like forty. He's like two to one on wins. Like he's won forty and he's lost twenty. He's Thirty six, twenty and one. That's pretty good. Ari, pretty good. you've been doing this now. Like, is that he's, he's at sixty four point three percent? He's not gonna. No, but the winner last year, the winners last year were doing like I think low sixties, high fifties on hundreds of bets. Which was I don't know if that hold as, as well. This year seems a little bit more. Um, I mean, they're all kind of tough, but this year does seem like a little bit more of a crapshoot. I never have any idea what I'm doing. 
I'm just picking random. It does feel like in the NFL, there's like less dominant teams this year. It's like the the NFC is wide open. The AFC, it's like you've got the Chiefs, but they just lost the Colts, and the Bills just lost the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a really. I don't weird know. I think the Eagles are the clear favorite, best team in the NFL. You say that, and then you'll you'll take them, you know, minus a touchdown on somebody, and, and you'll regret it. Yeah, and true. Jalen Jalen Hurts will look like he did against Tampa Bay last last winter. You know, yeah. like it's he weird how a different guy now. We'll see, but he'll have a game. Like he he'll have a game. It's a. I, I thought it was crazy last week. I took the Bengals, and not a single other person in the league had the Bengals. And so it just like kind of matches my strategy perfectly. Like I just want to go where, where everyone's afraid to. Yeah, you're a zagger. Ari, the problem with being a zagger is you go cold. Oh, I trust me. I know. <laughs> Have you zagged? Uh, bro, I've never got it right. Whatever I'm doing, it's the opposite of what's supposed to be happening. So I I know what you're talking about. I've tried zigging. I've tried zagging. I've tried it all. It's a lot of fun to do, and thank you for putting the effort in on doing that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's not uh, as rewarding now that you're out, but uh, it's no, a it's of fun. never rewarding. I almost at one point last year was like, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. Oh, there's Pear. Uh, we've got a dog in the in the Zoom. <laughs> All right, Ray. Let's talk pod to pod. You yeah, run a pod. You run a pod. <laughs> Your thoughts? Um, well, you guys bring the heat first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> like I remember the first episode you guys put out. I was like, "Wow, these guys just have charisma." Do you it's have a favorite natural. segment of ours? Uh, favorite segment? Um, you tune in every week, and you're like, "Oh boy, I hope they do." I hope they do this, this segment. The, so I'm going to get the name wrong. The Beefer is pretty solid. The Beefer Book Report? Or Beef of the yeah, Week. The beef, or the Beef Beefer, House. The Beefer the Book beef, Report. The Beefer Book Report. Because it's so well-researched. <laughs> <laughs> You've always been a man who likes some good research. Some, some good hard thorough, research. Thorough research. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, All right. Who's more mature, me or Kev? Um, both. That's not an option. You have to pick one. <laughs> and you have to say why. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the pod's going for a uh, mature. No, I just mean in life. Oh no, that's that's out of bounds for this pod. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that. All right, don't, fine. You don't have I'm to going answer that. I I think by virtue of who asked the question, we know the answer. But uh... <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, okay, last question I had: Should we switch to roto in football so we can have more ties? <laughs> Like we do in baseball. Wow. That's a great question. <laughs> every baseball playoff series has a tie. Every round is at a tie. It's kind of crazy that happens, right? Yeah, it's sick. I love it. I love ties. Touchdowns, it, yards, receptions, penalties, yep. field goals. Those are the categories. Boom. Ties are why you play the game. Let's get some three threes out there. No, it's – I don't even know. Is there an option to do Roto? No. I don't think so, not. right? Yes. Yeah. Fucking boring. Rainey, do you like uh, – I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. Do you like that we do no defense, no kicker? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because it's it's less to have to pay attention to and also it's so it's so much luck. It's random. Right? It's beyond yeah, random. Yeah, it's random shit. 
um, you can try to game that kind of stuff. No, I like it. I do think that a, a league member felt like we were discriminating kickers, so we have to be careful there that we don't get any uh, unwanted do they suits. they come from a line of kicker or something? Like, what is that? <laughs> Remember last year when we decided not to do that, there was definitely an outspoken member who was uh, um, felt like we were doing a disservice to the kickers. Yeah, I do remember that, but I don't remember who it was. Um, uh, one more question for you. I just thought of, Randy. Okay. You had number one pick this past year. We drafted in June. Hmm. Were you like... Were you, like, peeved about that? Were you upset about that, that it was so early? Like, I, I don't feel like I didn't talk to you about that. The rookie draft? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, I honestly, it's kind of similar to getting number one pick in baseball this year with not having Acuna or Tatis. Like, it was kind of an underwhelming uh, time to have the number one pick. Like, yeah, Brees Hall is fun. He can do both things um but like he's a jet in um a timeshare like how exciting is that (laughs) yeah it's a little different than like uh you know saquon barkley or zeke as a rookie um yeah like it's just he was the chalk pick for the entire summer yeah if we drafted end of august he still would have been the first pick right that's less where it was impactful i think yeah. Do you guys think that he is, you know, this fantasy asset that's going to be like, you know, a top one or two back every year for the next three or four years? Like, does he have that pedigree? Like, do you guys think that, or is it? Um, I think uh, he could be a top five back, certainly yeah. top ten. I really like him. I think he has the pedigree for sure. He, he's like on a short list of college running backs that have like, there's like a college like dominator score or something like that that is like very predictive and. uh it's like him and like a handful of other just like no doubt or amazing guys that have had his score higher. So and he looks he, good. That's he's good. What would be the Bruce Brothers dominator score? A hundred. Huh? Was it out of a hundred? Yeah, I think. What, what's that? How how much weight is giving to just pancaking guys? Because if so, that definitely a hundred. Definitely. Yeah, beef, beef, the beef is the most important part. Pancakes have to be one of the roto categories for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's make some lineman shit, please. <laughs> Wouldn't be against um, it. Thanks for jumping on, Steve. Excited about uh, about where the uh, the franchise is headed. Yeah, thank you. Uh, um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hell of a fight, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to be on here uh, again. I love love what the Bruce brothers are bringing, and. Uh, um, the Thunderdome is uh, always fun to listen to. <laughs> the Thunderdome, I like that. If you want to, if you become a buyer, hit me up. I will. If uh, hey, and by the way, if we if we beat, uh, I think we're playing Nate this week. F sleeper. Yeah, if, big matchup. If we beat them this week, uh, uh, we will make a donation to the uh, Brewers Brothers for Love the uh, for the podcast. So uh, I hope the league's behind us there. Well, now I can't edit this out. We are now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Stevie. Bye, Stevie. (laughs) Later. Next segment. Oh, we forgot to do advertisement. Okay. There's plenty of time. Let's do one now. Okay. This next segment is brought to you by George Foreman Grills. 
Yeah, and when it comes to George Foreman, he knows how to grill the competition. And you know who else knows how to grill the competition? And how to grill meat. You know how to grill meat and competition? I don't know how. Tell me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you. Tim Hughes is going to oh, tell you. Oh, oh, Shout out, Tim. Brought to you by George Foreman Grills. Also covered by Tim. Connor. And Connor, also. But he definitely doesn't listen. Mostly Tim. Mostly Tim. Mostly Tim. Congrats. One of our biggest donors to the podcast gets his own little ad segment here where we talk about his team. Yeah, and how much they grill competition. They sure grilled smelly pits this week. They grilled them up real good. They put them in the grill. Hear that sizzle? That's the sizzling of the competition. <laughs> Consider it grilled. Oh, wow. How do you like your your meat? Medium well, medium rare? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm good either way as long as it's grilled on a George Foreman grill. Presented by George Foreman Grills. He only has one quarterback. His name's Justin Fields. I should not have ripped the pen before the George Foreman grill segment. I can't stop laughing now. Alright. Jonathan Taylor grills defenses. Sweet juke moves. It's the grilling of the competition by Tim. All right, let's go to the next segment. I am crying. You think that was good? I think that is going to be a winner. He's going to be like, that's money well spent. I think we have to do that every podcast, or I could just copy and paste that in. I I think we could do it every podcast. Uh, Pre-editing the pen. All right, should we bring on uh, Jer? Yeah, bring him on. Jeremy, come on down. Come on down to the Bruce Brothers Power Hour. Gathering his notes. Dude, yeah, I have a few written written statements that I prepared. Also, do I get an entrance song like a WWE wrestler? Looking buff, Jer. Hey, thanks. If only everyone could see that. Just for you, though. Can the man have an entrance song or no? Uh, uh, do you have the keyboard? or? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you hear that? That's the entrance song. Represent oh, your personality. Up. Feels right. Feels right. We're doing it. Yeah. Hi. Jeremy on the Jared pod. Jared's in the house. All right, Jared. Two and one. You're back. Your thoughts? Yeah, we're back. I mean, it's not a surprise to me or a recent addition to my team, Ross Gussler Cohen, or which I'm sure you'll have plenty of questions on uh, as we proceed. Honestly, we have to start there. <laughs> Last time you were on, you were searching for a co-owner. I believe the criteria was brawny, electric, and I can't handsome, stop. handsome, handsome. And do you and feel you, that uh, that my criteria doesn't align with my choice of co-owner? Well, it's 
is we should ask Jeremy if he thinks he checked the boxes of his list, right? That's what we should yeah. start. Who are we to say? I mean, this is your Who franchise. Who are we to say? All right, let me uh, let me run through it real quick. So starting at the top with Handsome, um, I mean, first of all, if it isn't obvious to you, then I think you're blind. But second of all, there's two key criteria that go into the handsomeness that okay. I think you display. First of all, easily biggest ass in the league. And if you're an alone, ass man. If you're an ass man, it's over. So right there, it's done. Second of all, along the same lines, Goose has really been working on his physique at the Equinox uh, mm. Fitness Club. You can't get lit into Equinox unless you're a handsome man. And so mm. therefore, just by by definition, him being a member, Alan, former member of Equinox, I'm not going to speak to my own membership on that front, but just the fact that Stephen Ross is letting him in the door, handsome man. So we wouldn't, checked that box. Wouldn't those things be more brawny-based than handsome? We'll get there. They overlap. Well, there's, they overlap. A good, there's definitely a good deal of overlap between handsome and brawny. Of Let's course. be Real. Not all brawn is handsome, but all but most han- no, not all handsome is brawn. No, neither way really works. But if you're brawny, you get extra handsome points right off the bat because you have brawn. Okay. Know? Look, he's super good looking. Let's talk about the electricity part. Are we just giving him brawny because of his caboose? He's brawny. Okay. I'm glad there's no doubt. No, there. de- that's no debate. No, no debate. De- debate. Debate. Okay. No doubt. Kev, you're a movie guy, right? Onto electricity? I've seen a few movies, yeah. You've seen Moneyball? Yes, one of my favorites. Would you call it electric? Um, it's not the first word I would use to describe it. But is it outright wrong? I, if it's binary, that <laughs> movie, there are, there are movies I would call electric, and Moneyball is more of a slow burn. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I considered electric as a nerd, and I think that mm. analytics, discipline, uh, data, all of these things lead to success. Uh, Moneyball, Theo Epstein, there's a lot of uh, cases of it in baseball, and we're bringing that same mentality to football. We're bringing in a numbers guy in Goose. He's already bringing discipline to our team. We have the number one defense in all of our league right now, fantasy defense, which I know both of you feel very positively and strongly about. I think you went to the Chad Cutler School of Fantasy No, no, no. We're not lacing up our shoelaces. We're 2-1, and one and we played good matches. We put up plenty of points. We didn't get lucky victories. We had right. good players go out there and, uh, and, and do what they needed to do. You're clapping uh, down on opposing teams like a George Foreman grill. Oh, George Foreman Grills, brought to you by Tim, brought to you by me. Yes, neat. Okay, sorry, back to you and Goose. No, but yeah, I, I, it, it's electric. You know, maybe not the most uh, conventional definition of electric, but right. he's bringing a new a new brand of football to our league, to our team, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, you've had uh, significantly less, I would say, off-the-field issues slash season-ending injuries slash suspensions since uh, Goose has stepped into ownership. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with that said, we've had our fair share of uh, incidents already, but the guys who were off the field, uh, problematic off the field last year, already stepping in. Hollywood's looking like an absolute stud this year, pairing with Kyler in Arizona. Um, I mean, Calvin Ridley will be riding RIR until the day this league ends, but maybe eventually he'll make an appearance. Um, You know, Henry's back and looks more like the king than he did weeks one and two, so we're really excited about that. Our quarterback room, you know, it, it, everyone knows what you're doing with there. We have a lot of really eccentric characters in there, and uh, you're never going to be uh, totally feeling great about it on a Sunday morning. But then, you know, Daniel Jones rushes for 70 yards, and you feel pretty good. Uh, the 
former Daniel Jones owner, Chad Cutler, texted me, I'll just be blunt about this, being kind of upset that he uh, gave up Daniel Jones for Tom Brady, posing whether or not Daniel Jones is the better fantasy player and quarterback at this point, which I think is a fair question that we all need to ask. So uh, we feel good about that trade last year when we were tanking, and uh, yeah, we're excited about the guys we have on our roster. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom Brady's still better than Daniel Jones. But maybe not in the, the points department, uh, but... Uh, I mean, he's missing all of his receivers. Oh, 100%. If you're trying to win an actual playoff game in real life, I would take Tom Brady. If you're trying to win a fantasy matchup, it's a little... Yeah, if you have his receivers... What do you say have. about the, the take out there that Daniel Jones is Josh Allen with a bad offensive line? I started that line of thinking, Oh, uh, you actually. started that? Yes, yes, um, absolutely. He is basically uh, Josh Allen 2.0. It's a little bit slower developing in the transition from inconsistent and lots of picks to MVP of the league and future Super Bowl winner, but he'll get there, I think. The offense the offense is way more dumbed down and seems way simpler for the Giants now than it was last year. He still manages to make mistakes, but a lot of these like option plays with lots of passing options, rushing options, QB uh, sneak options. It gives him a lot of uh, progressions to go through and he can make the read. With that said, even as a Duke grad, he still looks completely lost at times and kind of running through these more cognitive steps. But um, I don't know. It looks like there's more room for him to actually grow in that offense. But we'll see. We The good news is we have other options. And uh, Cooper Rush, 2-0, uh, two, two and oh, started for the Dallas Cowboys with this uh, – Dak Prescott Ewing theory really coming into play that uh, the Cowboys maybe are in better hands with Cooper Rush than they were with Dak Prescott. And now that he's gone, they're they're 2-0 and and they're 0-1 with Dak. So um, we have a backup and waiting in the wing ready to come in if needed. Looking like a solid waiver ad. Which I also got blasted for spending money on. Well, isn't Dak coming back next week or something? Not if they're 3-0 and without him necessarily. Trouble in Paradise. That's Dak's team. Let's be real. Jerry's wanted to replace him since the day he started for that team. So I'm not so sure. Cooper Rush goes 3-0. and It's it's not so certain. But oh, here's something funny I just discovered. Yes. Daniel Jones was drafted directly before the other Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. That should be your number one point what? in your Josh Allen thing. Wow, he's Josh Allen. He was drafted right next to a guy named the same name. Got it. He's basically it's, Josh Allen. It's like a Modus Ponens type Yeah, it's thing. like he's right yeah. around Josh Allen. Right, right. He's basically Josh Allen. Do we have anything else to talk about that's not Daniel Jones or Cooper Rush? Uh, I got another quick one for you, which All I know right. you're on board with. The, the, the Usurper Supreme has staked his claim for the throne of the New England Patriots backfield, finally. Um, Ramondre? Ramondre has arrived. It's been a matter of time. Certainly some concerns about the Patriots quarterback situation and just their Mac overall Jones success stinks. this year. Yeah, I, I will be – I'm going to complain on something. I've uh, Ooh. I've, I've been on the – Mac Jones is confident at Here least. Here we go. Here yeah, we no, go. Thought you, you thought he was good. I've referred to him as an alpha at times. The he alpha. Was of a great Alabama football team. I'm over it. He's trash. Yeah. Some of the throws that he was making in that game on Sunday just made me so sad as just like a football fan of like you have Bill Belichick and this like Alabama game manager quarterback who was supposed to be, you know, exactly what Bill Belichick wants, the second coming of Tom Brady. And it was just, it's bad. I think he, 
He's toast. But on the bright side, they'll probably let Damian Harris walk, who's also phenomenal. I love Damian Harris. But they'll probably let him walk instead of resigning him, and it's Ramondre's backfield. So we're really excited about that future. Nice. Congrats. Do you want to do ASMR with my Thai food? Um, no, You're the one eating we, I, I, we don't want to do that on this podcast right now. Um, another well, we do it with all that grill stuff. <laughs> Kevin, I have a question for you. I probably have an answer. Either of you, if you were to power rank your top rookies right now, who would be number one on your list? Um, good question. Like for this season or like moving forward? Are you saying a redraft? Yeah. Sure. Redraft. If you were to do top five. A redraft, I would still take Brees number one. I probably would too. I think I would too. He looks really good the last couple weeks, even after the first uh, slow start. I would take your boy Drake London number two. Still, so that's chalk. Yep. Three is where it gets interesting. It was Kenneth Walker in our draft. I mean, it's there's not enough data to like say that was a bad pick yet. But we have seen... I mean, that's just not fun, so I'm going to change it up. And I'm going to say... I'm going to go... I'm going to go Garrett Wilson, three, Alave, four... Dots in five, or maybe, or maybe, uh, maybe Damian Pierce five. Actually, I don't know. Close. That, that's what I would do. I was trying to get at if you were going to take Wilson three, which I think is extremely reasonable. He looks. Speaking of electric, he looks absolutely. He awesome. looks electric. That's there's Garrett Wilson, and then there's Moneyball. Garrett Wilson. Wilson. You were electric thing. If you were to come up with a player comp for Goose, I'd probably go Garrett Wilson. Though. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking like uh, Isaac Stamalo. I'd probably go uh, actually <laughs> Lil Jordan Humphrey <laughs> if I really had to pick That's a good one. Would you take Wilson three? I would take Wilson three right now. Yeah. I don't think it's close. I, I, I like I Olave a lot. You would too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just he, he, he reminds me of Waddle in a lot of ways of like, there aren't. I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets open. He just has it. You know. Every time you he's watch just, him play, he's open. He runs routes. He's he makes catches. He has yak ability. It's unbelievable. I also yeah. think Burks. I would maybe take above Olave. Still potentially. Really. I, I really like what I've seen from him also. Man, Olave. Just I just feel like he's gonna. He's just gonna rack up the stats. Like I don't know. He's good enough, and he's in the right spot, and he's just gonna have. I think he might have like the most rookie receiving to- highest rookie receiving totals this year. I don't know that like we're re- pretty heavily reacting to the last game, which was all garbage time. Landry got said. hurt. It was garbage time. Landry got hurt, and Michael Thomas both got hurt, and they're both out, and they're both going to be around. Like yeah, that's a lot of and like uh, who was the other guy? Traycon Smith also had a hundred yards or something. It's like yeah. all right, that's a weird game. Totally. I like him a lot. I'm just saying that we're saying if we did this pod one week ago, we wouldn't be saying any of this. That is very true. <laughs> I, I will say it does feed into the whole pre-week like week one uh, conversation around he is the most polished, and I still will stand by oh, that. No. I think he definitely was and is the most polished. You see flashes Olave? from and Olave. Yeah. You see flashes from these other guys, and they honestly look like better now than I would have expected them to, but I would still say Olave is the most like NFL-ready right now. And consistent. Yeah. All of the receivers look good except for Sky Moore, basically. Every first round receiver looks good. Yeah. They're all doing frisky things and looking good and like 
everyone thought that this was a bad class, and like these guys are good. Like a lot of them are good. Yeah, and Jameson hasn't played yet, but Jameson hasn't played yet. He could be the best one still. Could be. I think maybe next year. I, I hope they don't. No, play it's not gonna happen really. this year. But yeah. But with that said, all these guys look awesome. We're obviously thrilled about Drake London. He's just a treat to watch. I, I haven't seen a guy that's, like, that big and just able to get open and stuff like that in a while. I kind of wish he didn't wear long sleeves, like, exclusively. Ooh, that's I like that. I like it. Things. You don't no, like it's long not. I, just like, I would like to see, does he have good arms? I just want to know. Right. That's totally fair. Just, like, it doesn't have to be every time. It's like, let me see his arms. I'm sure there's a picture on the internet. I'm sure he looks great. Like, I would bet on them being great at So, like, I want to see them. Right. Kevin, I feel like you're you're a beef guy. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you want to see the beef? I like what? the long sleeves. I'm generally a fan of long sleeves in sports. Because it, it helps you endure the cold? or Yeah, uh, looks cool? yeah. It's just, like, it's protective. I think it's kind of soft. No, I you mean, don't want to get all scratched up. Scratched up, dude? I want to be bleeding all over that field. Nah, dude. Dude, well, you're a Mike Evans brothers. guy. He's always got his jersey ripped off and untucked, and you know who does? Mike Evans. Mike Evans? Yeah, your boy. Yeah, but he don't wear sleeves. But if he did, maybe we're talking past each other here. <laughs> Pretty once, common. once again, at this point in the pod, we're starting to miss each other on wide open passes here. The hitting of the pen also doesn't really help with that. Yeah, I was I was trying to show off for for rainy. Um, I'll wrap up my team stuff in uh, in a second here, but I I would say yeah. Overall, welcome to Goose. Hope he listens to this pod. Really excited to have him on the team. It's been it's been good so far. We're excited. We're two and one. If we we played Menage Tua this week. We're excited to take down another playoff team and really assert ourselves because we still feel quite doubted, honestly. Um, we may not have the the heavy hitters that uh, some of the other teams in the league have, but we have depth. We have two awesome running backs. We have quarterbacks that like to have a good time. And we have a lot of awesome wide receivers, so we'll see what happens. Quarterbacks uh, that like to have a good time. And that, that is the most positive thing we can say about them. Other than the future Desmond Ritter, Drake London stack, which we're just, you know, we're waiting in the wings for that. Goose, um, if you're still listening at this point, text honk to the main group. Uh, like a goose. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, right. thanks for coming on, Jared. Right, Play his exit song, Kev. Uh, okay. Thank you for coming to the Bruce Brothers. We'll ha- we'll see you back here soon uh, on a future episode. And have fun dancing off to this little tune that we're putting together for you. Oh, you're getting a live reaction here real quick. Sorry to interrupt that. Aaron Judge just hit his 60 for th- first home run of the season. Let's go. Wow. Breaking After like news. 10 or 15 games and not being able to do it. Wait, Let's Aaron, fucking who? go. Some big judge in New York. Uh, yeah. Oh, is that like a southern district northern sort of situation? District. Northern district. Northern district? Yeah, they're beefy. I thought there. the southern was the one that's always in the news. Well, that's because it's in New York City, but we're talking upstate. Wow. Oh, Roger God. Maris. Uh... Tied by Aaron Judge. Rolling Roger Maris is on grave. the hot seat. On the hot seat. Roger Maris rolling over in his grave. Well, Roger Maris Jr. has been going to all the games. Well, is he? Yeah, he is. He I bet he's secretly rooting against Aaron he's Judge. He's gone to like eight straight games. Maybe not even secretly. No, not secretly. Okay. All right. Play, cue, cue the Uncle Al song. All right. I'm... This I don't have Enter Sandman, but uh, this this is the next best. 
So this is the next best one I've got. It's not Enter Sandman, but here it is, and here is Uncle Ooh. Al. Ooh. What's up, sexy people? Ooh. Uncle Al in the house. What's up, Al? What's going on? All right. All right. All right. The energy is up. Big fish. Big Turn fish. Turn up the volume. I, look, I appreciate you taking listener feedback and cutting down my pod time significantly. Uh... You know, I, I think it was about time you were getting too much hate mail. Yeah. And I think it's about time that you put your foot down and got me out of there. People were getting like the kind of pedophile uncle vibe, not like the oh, fun that's, uncle that's vibe. Not what I was I'm like, reading. you don't really, you know, no, like a little less, maybe it's the fun uncle. A little that's, too much, it's the pedophile. You know, we're just, we're just oh, managing, we're managing your innings. It's a long season. It's a yeah. long season. Yeah. That's why our Sandman comes on. We need you fresh. Just without, like, no pedophiles. Though. We're, right, we're, right, yeah. we're working backwards from a, your big rant before the playoffs where you scream right, at us right. for 10 minutes. We need to manage your energy and usage ahead of that. That's fair. So I think the first big question for Big Uncle Crazy Al is, did we successfully jinx the, jinx the sky plane last week? Yeah, bro. Or last pod with our big rant trying to rile you up? Yes. We did? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you guys performed an incredible jinx, mm. and I respect that. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a salty person. I'm not a vengeful person. I respect the hustle. Um, Good, I'm glad. And so you jinxed us, and you know, had a couple injuries, mm. had some bad games. Mm. Kirk Cousins sucks. Mm. Um, Justin Jefferson sucks. <laughs> no, Justin Jefferson's very good. Kirk Cousins is sucks. he overrated? The question must be asked. No, no, the question is it KJ asked. Osborne's team? <laughs> I mean, we we have studs, right? Over the course of the season, studs went out, and so we're gonna keep pushing. We're gonna we're gonna put our guys back on the field week after week, and we're going to win games this year. I'm not worried. It's a bad start. This past week was particularly bad. We've had a guy leave the game injured in the first half every week so far. Um, you know, it's been some bad That's luck. That's a bad sign. You don't want that. Maybe his laces are too tight also. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we need to, to make some changes on our strength and conditioning staff. Speaking um, of, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but speaking of lining up, putting guys on the field, playing the man across from you, Huge matchup this week. Cool. Smelly yeah. Pits against Skyplane. How, how much, what more could you want? Is it Loser Leaves Town? Is it Loser Leaves Town? That's what we need to be asking. What we gotta ask. I don't know. I think you're gonna have to pick us up and drag us out of town, even if we lose. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys I, are the long goodbye type of people. I'm, sure. I'm not going down easy here. I know Sam's not going down easy here. We believe in our boys. We are, if anything confident people um and we we got the players to back it up josh allen is still the best stefan diggs i think is still leading the league in points for receivers jefferson he's gonna come around hopefully our running backs will get healthy at some point during this year um everyone's having problems with their running backs getting touchdowns like the top running backs in the league are like Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams and Cordero Patterson. So like, yeah, Jamal you know, you can't, you can't predict that stuff. Unfortunately, Rex Burkhead didn't make that group. No. Um, but you know, we have Dorch. We, we have love, Dorch. We love are Dorch. you worried at all about the recent, 
the Dorch. Are, are you worried at all about the recent discovery that uh, Daniel Jones was drafted right before the other Josh I, Allen, so actually, and maybe this this switching is happening now uh, because of that new fact? Of all Let's, the garbage that you guys spewed throughout the course of the podcast, the one thing that like got me a little riled up was this Daniel Jones talk because mm, I need to wipe it from my brain. Daniel, Daniel Jones he is so, so bad. fucking bad. He's, He's so, so bad. bad. Like you watched, like you're you're talking you were talking about Trubisky being bad earlier. Yeah. That's very accurate. Mac Jones being bad earlier. Like Trubisky, Jones, maybe Justin Fields. I don't know. Mm. Um, and and, and uh, yeah, and I guess I already said Jones. Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Jones. They're like. Literally hard to watch play football. That's They're just terrible. Not good players. Um, so, like, just putting him in the same sentence as Josh Allen, even putting him in the same sentence as the other Josh. The Allen, other Josh Allen is also very a good. very great player. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to get up to that next the- tier of guy like Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, you know, Davis Mills. That's the tier above. That's like mm-hmm. yeah, really for a sure. special. Tier. I was tracking you there in those first few, but <laughs> I think those last. I mean, Goff and. Uh, yeah, even that's questionable. You know, those are those are quality players. Those guys are, you know, very capable of grilling the competition. Brought to you by Tim Hughes, everybody. And George Foreman Grills. And George Foreman Grills, where you grill your meats. With Any Tim, kind of meat. With Tim Hughes. You could even grill some human meat. Tim will come yeah. to your house and grill that meat with you. Tim yep. will grill. Tim will grill. You grill Tim. No, no, don't grill Tim. Okay, don't grill Tim. He's been watching the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yeah, ooh, I can grill and eat Tim. (laughs) All right, enough about – so call your shot here, Babe Allen Ruth. Uh, Are are you you going to – who's winning this matchup this week? I think – look, I think it's a a great matchup between two teams that have had some – that are, you know, really extremely prominent – respected franchises mm. in this league. Storied, I think, like you sto- said? I, I, that's a great word, yeah. I think everyone can agree on these are storied franchises in this league. I um, words. Yeah, you words, man. And I, <laughs> both of us have been down on our luck this year so far to start the year. Um, so it's a big one. I think we're going to come out on top. I think Jefferson rebounds. I think Tiggs and Allen do their thing. I think we find some running back to like give us some sort of points at some point. Maybe uh, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, who knows? Maybe Mark Ingram. Yeah, you know, mm. there's a lot of exciting possibilities out there. Uh, maybe maybe Marlon Mack shows up. Oh wow! No, I'd not, be. I would love that. He's not going to show up. Do you um, want Jamal Williams? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I might. Um, First round pick. No. Uh, what? Williams, dude. I'm putting right, our flag down. Ray also. I'm putting our flag down. Jefferson Scott playing. It's getting back to 500 this week. Two and two. Let's fucking play some football. Oh, I think we did it, Kevin. Right. I think we did no, it. No, no. This is saying you jinxing. We got it. We got it. I'm going to jinx on my own terms. Oh, he's done. Secondary question. He might not win another game. Ari, if, if Smelly Pitts is one and three, are they done? I think they are worried about being done already. I texted them about the CMC thing, and they were much closer to the opposite of buying CMC than buying. So I think another loss, if it looks the same, some heads are going to roll. They'll be be on vacation grilling up steaks, courtesy of George Foreman Grills, brought to you by Tim Hughes. 
And George Foreman. Mm, and George smell Foreman. that beef. Mmm, uh, meat. Meat. It was for dinner. It's It's got the meat. It's, it's grilled. This tenderloin was a knockout punch. Tim Hughes, it's got the meats. That's my Arby's guy impression. Love it. It's yeah. meat. It's meat related. It's meat adjacent for sure. So All that's right. good. Let's do some theories. It's time for Ari's. Play my uh, theory song. Okay, playing Ari's theory song now. For the, oh, for the yeah. theory theaters. Ari's theory Okay, I got a good one for you, boys. <laughs> Let's hit it. Here's my theory of the week. Oh, baby. I believe that anybody with a multi-syllable first name, three or more usually, but two sometimes also syllables. Wait, wait. That wait. refuses. <laughs> Don't worry. Just keep listening. Is it one, is it like one syllable? What are you saying? Uh, what? Is it one Anyone syllable or multi-syllable? So that's two syllables. Yeah, two or more. Okay. So really Alan, Ari, Kevin, no, those are all three. two. It's three. Yeah, I think it needs to be three. Two okay. is like Yeah, three. it's all my examples are three or more. Okay, okay so, so let's, say let's that. Yeah. Okay, my theory is <laughs> I believe that anybody whose first name has three or more syllables <laughs> and they refuse to shorten it, like to the point where you say their name and they don't respond because you didn't say the full name. That's not their name. They don't respond. I think they're hiding something. I like and where you're I, going with this. I don't know what they're hiding. That's going to be probably part two, and I'm open to suggestions. But I know they're hiding something. Examples, Joshua. If I call you Josh Joshua. and you don't respond, you're hiding something. Jeremy. Jeremy. He goes by Jerry. I'm he sorry. He goes by Jerry. I do not go by Jerry. That is not or Jer. my name. Jerry counts. You answer Jer to Jerry. You answer to Jerry. It's not that it's not that you it, you don't want to write your name, Jeremy. It's if someone says Jerry, yo, Jerry, I call you Jerry all the time. You always answer. You're cool with that. Someone calls you Jerry, you answer. You're cool with that. No, Jerry, I'm cool with. All right, Jerry fine. Is not Jer. my name. Will you take? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, Jerry, Jeremy, I have a question. Would you, if someone? You've never met calls you Jer, right? Would you ever correct them and say, please call me Jer? No. Never. Okay. If they call, he's not hiding anything. That's However, a, that's important. If yes. they call good question. Jerry, I'd be like, what is this? Fair. And that's yeah. fair because that's kind of but a different that's name. Presumpt- yeah, that's, that's kind of a different yes. name. They're like, yo, Jer, you're not going to correct but, them. So yeah, his cards fun. are on the table. He's not even going to hide. So I. William, Daniel, I always Alexander. Come in- Alexander, yeah, well, Christopher, Nathaniel. Christopher is a great Christopher. one. Christopher. I've dealt with this with a Christopher before. So I came in wanting to like hear your theory out and like th- just have Hate some it. sort of contrarian, but yeah. you fucking nail it. Yes. You oh, thank it. you, That's, Al. This is, that means a lot. This is exactly right. I, and, and I think the key thing is that like if – because I've actually done this once where like I, I actually sometimes do it depending on like – where the power structure is in the work email. If someone is like, their like signature says Christopher, but they don't actually sign, like, unless they specifically tell me that, I'm always just going Chris oh, yeah, from me the too. beginning. Every time. I'm not calling you Christopher unprompted. No There's chance. No chance. I'm, not, so I'm not calling you Nathaniel unprompted. 
so whoa, aggressive. Whoa, 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 whoa. What would you call that person? Nate. Nate. That's Nate. Or Nat. Nat? No, See, it's Nate or Nat. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'm a little belt and suspenders here, but I take the opposite approach. I go full name until I see it signed off differently. Well, that's the right approach. That's a professional approach. Okay. Yeah, that's the douche approach. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually not even about you, though, approaching it. That's fine. It's the person that you're most likely talking to, not necessarily emailing with, and you say their name, and they correct you. Yeah. You know? You're with a Christopher, and you say, yo, Chris, and he goes, actually, it's Christopher, which has happened to me. That is fucked. So get your shit in order. You th- so like I don't know I like I, I love this theory first of all. I don't know if it's like hiding something as much as just like something else. I don't know. It's, you it's, have a stick up your ass. Well, I don't something. think I don't think it means they're bad people necessarily, but I think it means there's like I think it does. There's something there that's like why do you feel like you need to have all of these syllables? Like, yeah. this isn't about you. Like, this is just quick. I'm just saying a quick thing. Like, I don't know. It might not be hiding something. I'm open to that being – I'm working on that part of it, honestly. But I don't like it. I'll say that. You don't like it. That's, and I don't follow those rules. That's the big theory here is you don't like it. I don't like it, and I won't participate in you it. You won't stand for it. I won't stand for it. Yeah, you shouldn't. And I'm glad that Uncle Al's on my side. I feel good about that. Yeah, I, I just don't trust these people. Like, why do you think you're better than me that, like, yeah, like, your name, Christopher's or Alexander, like, Christopher's have gone by Chris, Alexander's have gone by Alex for, for millennia, centuries. Longer than humans. Since the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, and so for you to think that you're better than that, yeah. and for me, like, for you to correct me when I call you Alex or call you Chris, like, take a lap. Take a lap. I totally agree. Like, my name is three letters. Most people, I feel like, refer to me as R. And I love it. It's like, yeah, dude, save that time. Get to the next thing. Tell me what you're going to tell me, and tell me it faster. Because I'm probably interested. Don't waste your time with R-E. That's such an extra thing. It's very interesting. I'm thinking about this more and more. And basically, all names are one, two, or three syllables. Yeah, four is unlikely. Four? Like, can you even think of a four? Um, Sacagawea. That's a good one. Indian girl. Young and strong and brave. Remember that song? Yeah, Jonathan Sprout. Sacagawea. Jonathan Sprout. Indian girl. We learned this in elementary school. No, it's five. Alexander. Oh, Alexander. Alexander. Oh, yeah, that's four. All right. Genius. Genius alert. Uh, I would say three. Alexander. No, nobody. You don't say it like that. Alex. How, Alex is two. That's how syllables work, Kevin. Yeah, it's not about how you say it. I say Alexander. Alexander. That's not how syllables work. Alexander. That's still four. Alex, and that's two. Er. Four. Yeah, you just said four syllables. God, don't make us demote you from from Normie down below Normie. You don't, want to be you don't want to be relegated from Normie. What's your slant here, Kevin? I don't get this. Uh, maybe I'll cut this little piece. <laughs> yeah, I can cut that piece for sure. All uh, right, let's head to Kevin's right. Letterbox Lounge. Kevin's Letterbox Lounge. Take us to the lounge. Oh, yeah. You hear that music, everybody? That's time for Kev's Letterbox Lounge. 
Oh, that's classy. I like that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Light that fire. Pop that popcorn. Uh, put your feet up on the on the footrest and uh, and pop Can I light it, my corn cob pipe. Pop this this into your VHS player, everybody. Uh, it's time for my movie recommendation of the week. Uh, my big movie that I've been hyping a little bit behind closed doors uh, this week is Troll Two. <laughs> Tell us about it, dude. What's it rated? What's it rated R? It's rated R. <laughs> no, no I out of five stars. Wait, no, is it actually rated R? Yeah, dude. What's it rated out of five stars? I meant. Oh well, What's on your act- rating. Well, on actual letterbox. See, I was really conflicted. Like, let me give you some background. I was really yeah. conflicted about this movie, uh, Troll Two, uh, from nineteen ninety. And uh, I gave it two out of five stars. Okay. <laughs> but there's like an argument for five out of five stars. That's... So Troll wouldn't, 2... Wouldn't it be four out of five? Stars? Troll 2 has a... Uh, is an infamous movie. Uh, it's one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, so I okay. came across this on a list of worst movies ever made. Troll 2... And we watched it this weekend, and I will tell you, I don't know how to adjust for, like, when I rate a movie, okay, it was bad, but I also had a lot of fun. So, like, where does the, where do I put a star? Like, this movie yielded fun to me, the viewer. Which is the goal. Yeah. I, I think you've got to rate by enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. I don't yielded think you got to... So, like, critically, critically, I'm at, like, a half star or one star, but I bumped it up to two stars due to enjoyment. I think that's a good way to do it. Now, have you seen Troll 1? Great question. question. It's not related to Troll 1, so you don't need to see it. Okay, good. And is Troll 1 also one of the worst movies ever, or that no, one good? No, Troll 1 is like a normal bad movie from like 1986. The whole deal <laughs> here is an Italian film director came from overseas and basically tried to like profit, apparently, off of Trolls, regular Trolls presence and just adding on a sequel and called it Troll 2. And no trolls appear in the movie. It has no tie to any prior movie. And it's about a group of... (laughs) It's about a a group of vegetarian goblins trying to turn humans into plants so they can eat them. And a young boy being guided by his dead grandfather, Grandpa Seth, into defeating them. So not to poke holes in it, but... Did plants not exist? Like, what? Why didn't they just eat regular plants? There's tons of those. Um, am I thinking too hard about it? That's a good question. You're thinking a little too hard about it, and uh, okay. I'm just saying if you got if you like movies, if you enjoy f- funny movies, bad movies, this is like an a, a drop everything must watch. It's on Tubi for free. Um, Tubi. Tubi. You don't have Tubi? I don't have Tubi. Now. I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, it's about a family going on vacation to a town called Nilbog. Nilbog is that goblin backwards? That's goblin backwards. Okay. We've got we've got a genius here. Potentially, <laughs> yeah, a genius uh, Can I ask you a question? How do you go about defeating vegetarian goblins with your uncle Seth? 
her grandfather. I, mean, I don't. I know that people are going to go watch this, so giving away the ending would be spoiler. Okay. That's fine. But it has to do with resurrecting Grandpa Seth and him giving you something. <laughs> oh, Grandpa new. Seth was dead before. Yeah, the, the the young boy is hallucinating Grandpa Seth talking to him through the mirror. Uh, and he gives him a lot of guidance on how to go about defeating so, these goblins. You think that the Italian words for goblin and troll are like kind of the same potentially, and that's you know where the confusion comes in. So, to show my commitment to this movie, I did watch the documentary that was made in like 2007 about this movie, mm. and they get the guy who made the movie. Apparently, the director was, like, still learning English at the time of making the movie. Um, and, like, he doesn't think the discrepancy is that big of a deal. I gotta agree with him, honestly. It he also like was very defensive of this movie being high high quality. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you have to dig in at that point. And one of the best parts of the movie is the dad. He's a total hunk. This... The, the dad is just the man. Like, you want to hang out with his dad. You want to see a spinoff series starring the dad. You want to see... <laughs> you just want to see... You just want to see this dad in action. And, uh... Mm-hmm. Turns out, the dad is a real-life dentist in real life, and he had never acted. None of the actors had ever acted. They all thought they were going to be extras, and they ended up getting leading roles. And, uh, they were very what? unfamiliar with acting. And it shows because this guy was an actual dentist and still is a dentist in Alabama. Wow. That, that is fascinating. Yeah. I can't wait to tune in. I think I might actually watch this one, Kevin. I'm pumping it to the top of my list. Thank you. This is what this is all about, is just influencing yeah. people to see great movies. Yeah, no, no I'm glad that you've changed uh, the strategy of Letterboxd Lounge from picking movies and then advertising in a way that we'd have absolutely no interest in right. to picking movies and advertising in a way that we would have interest in. Well, I started really with one that was kind of middle of the road that I was just kind of like whatever on, so I naturally then went to a really bad movie that was even mm. worse as my next recommendation. Smart. That's fine. As you can tell by the rest of everything else that's done on this podcast, I think... It doesn't matter if it's good or bad as long as it's interesting. Mm. True words have never been spoken. It's it's interesting. If you look on the reviews on Letterboxd, there's a lot of five stars and a lot of one stars for this movie. And uh, I don't know. It's good. It's very quotable. I, I kind of want you guys to watch it. Uh, I would watch it with you uh, if you wanted to be there. I'm just glad I don't have to watch Troll 1 first. It might be too scary for Jeremy, to be honest. But um, other, there's like a witch... There's, a, there's like a witch. Oh, he doesn't do witches. There's a 0% chance I'm watching this movie, Kevin. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm too scared. Yeah, like one guy gets turned into a plant. Um, <laughs> and then he's just like, he's just stuck there. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell yeah. me. I got to watch it. His, his feet are in a pot. His feet are in a pot. Don't tell me. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's good, though. You guys will you guys will like it. I'm, oh, we're going to watch it. I'm nearly 100% sure that you'll enjoy it. Oh, it's going to be watched. If anybody listening is a Troll 2 fan uh, or watches it, just please shout it out. Uh, I mean, you know, it's free. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Comments below. Subscribe. All right. Anything else you got in the lounge or otherwise, Kevo? I mean, the lounge is endless, baby. Oh, can we do Uncle Al's crazy, sexy lock of the week or 
Yeah, let's end on that. You can end on that, right? You yeah. have one? Yeah, I, I, got a, I got a big sexy owl yeah. hunk. You nailed, your, yeah. you nailed your week two lock, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my, my week two lock Go was, birds. was easy. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so far I've made one real prediction. Some haters will say that I gave a B prediction that that one lost, but that's what the haters would say, and everybody knows that that doesn't count. My real Uncle Al sexy lock of the week was the birds, and they won easily. Easy. It was a runaway trade. A runaway bird. A runaway a fly bird. Flyaway bird. Oh, Flyaway oh, bird, never coming back. <laughs> so, so for this week's big, sexy, Uncle Al, lock of the week. Brought to you by George Foreman Grills. George Foreman Grills, sizzle it up. So, for this week's Big Sexy Uncle Al Lock of the Week, brought to you by George Foreman Grills, brought to you by Tim Hughes, we're going to go to London. Oh! We're going to go to England. (laughs) Are you ready? This week's Big Sexy Uncle Al Lock of the Week. The Minnesota Vikings. Yes, that's right. I'm betting for the team that I picked against during last week's Big Sexy Uncle Al Lock of the Week. There's plenty of statistics, of data, one might say, pointing towards the favorites uh, in in these London London matches. That's how they say it. A match, yes. A match. Nil-nil. Who are they playing? Um, so the, the Vikings are... What's the line? <laughs> What's the pen? <laughs> we, we don't know those coins. Uh, the line is two and a half. And they're playing the New Orleans Saints. And so, the Saints are favored? Who's getting uh, points? Uh, okay, you're right. Uh, I was I was too locked in on the British accent. Yeah, it was re- really, really good. I thought it was good. fine. Yeah. That was high quality, um, honestly. The Vikings, really are, good. the Vikings are minus two and a half against the Saints in London. Uh, Sunday morning, remember there's a London game, remember to wake up early, uh, set your lineups, unless you're Chad. Um, the, oh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of statistics that show that the favorites in London, in games that don't involve the Jaguars, uh, they clean up. They're 18-3-1 <laughs> straight up, 15-7 and seven against the spread, uh, and the Vikings are favored. Add to that, Jameis Winston still has four vertebrae broken in his back, and there's, like, some talk about him not even starting this next week. And as we know, your back is just your upper body's lower. Lower uh, ass crack. Ass crack. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, as that's James, a big loss. As James himself would do. Totally, yeah. Um, and there's just no way I can trust the Saints right now. They've looked like shit, honestly, the last few weeks. Jameis doesn't look right. Um the defense looks fine, but is just like getting beaten down by the fact that the offense can't put anything together, despite having two really good receivers um, and Kamara, who actually hasn't even done that much. Uh, and the Vikings, I look, like I said last time, I don't think the Vikings are that good, but I think they're solid enough. This doesn't count as prime time, so Kirk Cousins will be mm, fine. Smart. Um and, and I just think they're the better team, and they have less question marks around them. And I think they'll go and they'll win like a, you know, probably a pretty boring game, like twenty to fourteen or something. But I think they'll they'll cover the spread. Nice, I like it. I'm gonna hammer it. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna hammer it. 
Consider it hammer. Hammer it away. Hammer away. Hammer it away. I'm going to call my bookie now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought you were going to do more. He's got broken uh, invertebrates in his back. He's Which got- is, of course, your lower body's upper butt crack. Upper, upper body's lower crack. Up, lower body's upper butt crack. Yes. And you don't want to break that. Sponsored by George Foreman Grill. Sponsored by Tim Thank you, George. Uh, thank you, Mr. Foreman. Thank you, Tim. Clamp this pig down in the grill. Clamp it. Clamp it. Consider it clamped. Like. And let the juices, the, the juices of your profits drain out into your bank account Foreman grill drip tray spots yes squeeze all the meat out tim hughes wow that's pretty good this i think we ended there that yeah, feels like a good that's, end that's nice